The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows, all you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask, say the word and I'll be there. Just ask, you know the greatest. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jessica, coming to you live from Jack and Eric's balcony, where all the happenings happen. Uh, I've been here for three nights straight, just waiting until something happens i don't know what i just gang all the sacrifices in i suppose That's terrifying honestly um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we couldn't talk about these spooky scary episodes of boy meets world without a chaperone um we needed somebody else to come out of apartment 3b um so welcome on to the podcast kevin mahadeo kevin how are you oh man there's a balcony out here i didn't know that uh i feel like it's you know i feel delighted because if you guys are the jack and eric that defaults me as the sean and i will take oh. that <laughs> look at you look at you and honestly like i'm like so much was going on in this first episode the witches of pembroke but i feel as though for me it's sean's funniest episode ever He's so funny. He's so, so I love how like nonchalant he is about them being witches. Like he's yeah. just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> like, oh, I know. I just love him. I've like, known. 
like he's into it. I think this is the first time that Boy Meets World actually made me like laugh out loud. <laughs> and in like the five seasons that we're You're watching, season five, Sarah, that's and so I'm, sad. I well, it's kind of I'm kind of a hard person to like laugh. I'm like one of those, you know that um that in Scrubs. Um, Mandy Moore plays a character where she says that's so that's funny. Oh, instead yeah, that's of so laughing, funny. she never actually instead laughs. Of laughing, I'm a that's so funny bitch, <laughs> and I can't so stop funny. it. That I'm like that's so funny. <laughs> instead of laughing, I still think but, I would prefer that to like someone like my brother who like we literally would be sitting at the opposite end of the house and he'd be watching TV home by himself, just watching TV. And like hysterically laughing, like so loud that I was like, I can hear you through my headphones. Like, I think I'd rather like a, that's so funny. We can't be in the same place then, Jess. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think most people would rather the loud, audible laughing. But Sean in this episode really made me laugh hard. Um especially the moaning bits. I Oh my gosh. And multiple times every single time I watched this episode, I laughed at that part. Yeah. It is so good. So good. I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, um Kevin, give us your journey with Boy Meets World because once upon a time when we originally talked about doing Boy Meets World, you were like, "Sign me up for the college years. I want to be there for the college years." So we're here. We're in season 5. You're in the college yeah. years. Yeah, I really wanted to come into the college years because it's also the time where the show just loses its goddamn mind. And very clearly it does, especially with these two episodes. Um, So that's why I wanted to come in around this period. Like, if I actually wanted, like, real deep heartfelt Boy Meets World, like, that's the early seasons. That's when, like, you know, uh, Alan is still giving Corey advice and it's just, like, teaching him a lesson. Mm -hmm. It's all gone at this point. Um, Eric's slowly becoming dumber. And it's really... I will say these two episodes really stuck out to me where I'm like, oh, yeah, he's not full dumb Eric yet. Like, he's still no, not yet. smarter than where he ends up, which is insane. Please, um, not yeah. plays with squirrels material yet. No, yeah, not, not yet. yet. Uh, but my journey with Boy Meets World is is long. I mean, I was such a hardcore TGIF watcher. Um, like, I was watching TGIF back when it was still Perfect Strangers. That was like... My jam. I love Perfect Strangers, um, which Family Matters spun off from that. Love Family Matters. Uh, leading into, like, this 90s era, right, where it was, like, your step-by-step for a while. Step-by-step, Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. Sabrina. Like, that era of, of TGIF was, like, I was so all about it. Uh, by the time we got here, I hadn't kept up with the other parts of TGIF. Like, I definitely watched Sabrina. I definitely watched Boy Meets World. But You Wish and Teen Angel were not really on my radar to the point that, like, when we started this, I was like, what was the last two of the crossover? And then when I looked it up, I was like, my God! And I feel like I watched it when it was the crossover because I I would have just kept going. But yeah, boy, oh boy, like, talk about, like, your one-season wonders on those two. Like, just here and gone in a blip. Uh, but since then, I've, like watched Boy Meets World a couple well times after that. There are episodes mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with. Uh, I got, I will admit I got slightly confused when we first started this one 
because I thought it was a specific one. And then once it ha- like started, I was like, oh, no, this is the World War II one, not the 50s one. Because there are yeah, three yeah, there's a couple, separate yeah. time episodes when Boy Meets World, which is crazy. I thought we were doing the Shanzi one, which is probably the best one, uh, followed by this one with way at the bottom, the Casablanca one. But, uh, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I, I'm pretty familiar, I, I guess, at the end of the day with Boy Meets World, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a little fan. we kept saying, like, every, it's like, a, it's like a running gag that every season wrap-up we do, we're like, wait, next season we think is our favorite season. No, wait, no, wait, next <laughs> season is our favorite season. And, like, we honestly think probably season five or season six are our favorite seasons. And now that we're, like, living them, this is the type of like so one of the one of the episodes we hate on repeatedly is is it what's eating Corey Wolf Sarah who's afraid of Corey thank Wolf. you who's afraid of Corey Wolf by far my least favorite episode is of the Boy one where he becomes a werewolf yes yes it's trash and I hate it for an analogy or a metaphor for puberty yeah, yeah. and it's horrible. So horrible it's horrible and like this these are the types of episodes that are so utterly ridiculous but like in a good way yeah in a good way. like in a very good way and so that is what i think season five has to offer us is like utter ridiculousness like sandwiched with like some real emotional moments in other episodes but like the funniness and i love like this is to me the beginning and the best part of like the Sean, Eric, Jack kind of situ- like roommate situation. It lends itself to like such funny moments with the three of them. So Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's I it's really it. yeah. great. And like Eric to me, this is probably the best version of him where he's not fully just like, "Oh, you're you you were real dumb dumb." Uh mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, back in the early stuff as you guys are well aware, he was more just like, "I'm a cool older, older brother" than like anything like that like he wasn't an idiot he was actually pretty smart like decently at least Mm -hmm. um but like man the like the the turn on him and i think this point he still has a little bit of that like not a total idiot situation but like i mean guys there's literally an episode later on where he has to wear a helmet because he keeps hitting his head like it's (laughs) it's insane it's insane where it ends up I know. I'm really interested in seeing, like, what the exact turning point is. Well, I can tell you, like, IRL what the turning point is. It's that Will Friedle, the actor, gained weight. And so they were like, oh, mm. he can't possibly be, like, the, you know, chick magnet he once was. Because, I don't know, the guy gained 15 pounds. Like, and so then they yeah. decided to make well. him into the stupid like very very stupid funny joke of a character that he ends up becoming which is like very sad and problematic in many ways and I'm sure we will get there like when that does happen but I distinctly remember that and like I remember either reading an article or watching an interview something to the degree of like that was a storyline do you remember like Eric and Topanga like I was both just gonna say, in, yep. in college yeah I mm-hmm. hate that episode it's so offensive and like so ridiculous it really just ends up being like oh the fat funny stereotypical character that they like shove him into the mold of when like obviously we've seen eric five seasons in and we still have the normal albeit like a little on the dumber side than he used to be not quite the chick magan he used to be but he still at least has some smarts right he doesn't fall for the witch situation (laughs) which right yeah Uh, (laughs) again that's such a turn too because like there's a point here where when we get into it, we can talk about it. But, like, Jack is also different 
from what he becomes, which I think is a byproduct of Eric having to become something different. They change Jack's personality a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, I also very much remember that episode, Jess. Like, like specifically, if you're like, wow, they're doing this for an episode. Okay. Yeah. This is interesting. Yeah. And I mean, there's like a lot of stuff that's wonderful in like the late Game Boy Meets World stuff. But this is just like the problematic 90s stuff that like we end up seeing a lot of times is they do like you would never see that type of thing made nowadays. Like it just it's but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Let's let's get into these episodes. We have season five, episode five, The Witches of Pembroke, um, where we have Eric getting ready and um, and Jack is like, oh, Eric, you know, go without me. You know, uh, and it, I love J- uh, Eric being like, oh, this is a no frowning zone. You know, one word. You're with me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Eric is such a like go with guy. You know, he like wants to make people happy. And it's like one of the best attributes of this character and that's like one of the reasons i love the jack and eric friendship they just like compliment each other very well um and jack they're both so handsome (laughs) so handsome um jack is like super uncomfortable picking up girls um and i love eric testing out his like his eyes like he's just like the girls love it as he like stares his uh pickup move is just a look um, not that successful. I think that he weirded Jack out more than anything. Just, but like, don't look at me. Just like, don't <laughs> stare at me. Yeah. Yeah. Me. I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's funny that they're like going to the clubs when I think that they're like 19 years old, can't mm-hmm. drink. And I mean, I know guys don't have to put in the same effort as women for getting ready to the club, getting ready to go to the club, but these guys are like in ca- like really casual clothes. Maybe that's why Jack can't pick up the gals. So we leave the apartment, and another three B roommate comes out. Uh, Kevin, every single episode, there is one to two new roommates in three B, and it's like a conspiracy. Like they have like. 80 women living in that apartment. It's ridiculous. I'm wondering if it's a situation of just like, you live after Eric and Jack and you have Sean and Corey and Topanga coming around enough. You're just like, we need to move. Like every like month or so, whoever's living in three uh, has to <laughs> get out because they can't deal with the shenanigans that keep happening in the room across them. Well, yeah, that and they keep being like hit on. Like they That's get true. like they, they literally sit out in lawn chairs and wait for the girls of three B yeah. to pass. <laughs> yeah. I it's mean, like stop stalking the women in your building, men. It's stop it. Not- great it's not great but it's also like to your point just so 90s it's so 90s it's so like have stuff like like that that these men are just like (laughs) fawning over these women who like of course fall for it and then of course we see candace cameron herself miss dj tanner um she's millie from 3b and i don't know how many women live there Um, well, the entire coven, I guess, at this for this one. Exactly, and I love that. Like Sarah and I had um, had like guessed or like hypoth- uh like had a, a theory that like, oh, it's just a ton of women that are trying to save money on rent that all live here. And then we find out this episode it's a coven, so it makes sense, I guess. Yeah, yeah. they really yeah. are doing that nice retcon job that Boy Meets World loves to do. Um, I love that Candace. Like she shows up, and it's very obviously Candace Cameron again. If you if you're familiar with TGIF, you know who Cameron Candace Cameron is at this mm-hmm. point she is she's is royalty 
Um, but I it's weird because I don't know if this was the case in the comics. I could be wrong. But, like, her hair has, like, the cut and color of modern-day Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, oh, when you think that's about, so um, true. Yeah, when you think about, like, Kiernan yeah. Shipka in uh, Chilling Adventures, it is that, like, that short hair, that, like, almost, like, blonde, it's white look. Uh, I think she was wearing the, like, you know, uh, headband. I was like, oh, this is very Sabrina-esque at times. And I feel like that is probably I purposeful. Could- yeah, that's probably like a subtle reference. I'm guessing that was probably a wig. Um, yeah, because she's always though... had very long hair, if I remember. Long correctly. hair and like warm blonde. Yeah, it's never mm-hmm. been icy blonde like it never. was in this episode. Um, yeah. Well, that's of the devil. And as you know, she can't be of the devil. No. <laughs> At least and... Candace Cameron IRL. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I love her. She just immediately goes to Jack. You're cute. Show me your apartment. It's like... <laughs> Okay, ma'am. Sure, come on in. We get the uh, the boy meets world, uh, boy meets world woo, which we haven't heard in a while. I know we really frowned upon them wooing at teenagers very often. Well, young, young, <laughs> young preteens wooing I, all the time. It's true. The, I mean, but that another like I don't know. That's quintessential. Like you had it back in like Full House, like. Stephanie at like I don't know thirteen would just be like oh this boy and then you hear the woo and it's just like oh boy uh, yeah. I mean but that was that was the thing I guess I just hope they were the like also preteens doing the woos and not adults doing the woos it was interns. oh that's certainly adults there the too doing the woos. yeah yeah there's, there's definitely adults in that audience. <laughs> Um, and then so then Eric comes home later and he's just like shouting. He's like, oh, great. Nobody's home. Goodbye, pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, relatable. I feel that, though. I feel that. It's very I, relatable. I yeah. just had a conversation with my husband the other day about how men will never understand the joy that it is to get home and just remove your bra. Like, if there's just an ecstasy involved that, like, I don't think men will get. Although, I will say, Eric, maybe, maybe he's close by removing the pants. Maybe, like, unbuttoning the pants is, like, What about, best. like, a tie? Like, mm. like if you're wearing a tie for, like, six hours straight and, like, you just feel like you're being suffocated, maybe it's close. That's probably about as close as they can get, I would assume. I yeah. guess. To loose, I don't know. I never also just tighten my tie anymore because I don't like that feeling. I also think it just looks better when it's like the one on button, slightly loosened tie. I just think it's. Oh, a you just look. like you're like casual professional guy. Yeah, I'm, you gotta be cash professional. You can't be. Cash you can't. You can't <laughs> exactly. It can't be. Can't be too professional. Yeah. Yeah. Too, Not too in tight. modern day. What am I a? The Gen X or a I boomer? Just, yeah, I feel like I would feel suffocated. I would feel choked. Like I can't do. I can't do like high collar like thing. It's just too much near my throat. It's like. Ugh, well, it's the. It's the uh, it's like the Mitch Hedberg joke about like he doesn't wear turtlenecks uh, because it feels like he's being strangled by like a really weak, weak guy like <laughs> just all throughout the day. It feels like yeah. turtlenecks around him. He's like, oh, he's not quite there because he can't strangle you, but it's, it's enough that you're just feeling very it's slowly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So he has all these like smiley face boxers, and then we see Jack and Millie are just making out on the balcony. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he was like heading towards the computer, and I was like, "What are you doing, sir?" But he was just checking the mail. Pants off towards the computer. Pants off towards the computer, <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, Boy Meets World. Like, what are you he up to?" Is a, he is a college guy. I mean, like that. He is a probably, college guy. Yeah. Oh boy. I was just like, why are you heading towards the computer? But then why are you heading towards the computer, pants off, then opening the blinds like sicko? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they what talked are about. You doing? 
Isn't there a reference, like, at the end of this episode about seeing someone in their underwear in their apartment? Maybe Eric is just, like, living that dream that he assumes this other person is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I also, this is, the, the Jack at this point too, right? Like, making out with Millie. Beginning of this episode, he was so nervous about, like, talking to girls, basically. Mm-hmm. And here he is making out with one. Maybe this is a turning point for him, but I definitely remember Jack's story arc is that he becomes vain as hell. Like, he is so mm, he does. psychotically self-confident where the series heads, and I think it's the change because Eric couldn't be anymore, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but like I remember in that episode you're referencing, Jess, like a line that has stuck with me is like I think it was Tabanga saying like nobody's perfect and Jack just going uh I am and I was like yeah. that's incredible. Listen, apparently Millie stroked his ego so much so that he eventually becomes vain. All he needed was <laughs> one girl that really wants to make out with him. You get a um, really handsome guy and give him the slightest bit of confidence and you turn him into a needs. monster. Listen, it's like um it's like the in in community where there's the character <laughs> later on in the show. It's his name, it's his name Leroy, I think. And he's just like, Yeah, you know what? I can't help but compliment white people. And he's just like, he can't and then he gets people like so hyped, and it's like Jack, like, don't stop complimenting. He's like, Yeah, look at you spooning that mashed potatoes. Yeah. Like it's like a whole I don't bit. You don't? <laughs> no. That's from season like four. Season... That might be why. No, it's from like season six. It's like late. It's wow. very late. Okay. And he has a whole bit about like how it's so dangerous to compliment white people. And it's just like, I mean, it, Jack it's, is not, it's not wrong. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then Millie immediately heel turns and it's just like, it's very important to me that I have Jack. Don't get in my way. Bah, like, bah, bah. Yeah. I love that the music gets real dark immediately. <laughs> I mean, it is a Halloween episode. It's spooky, spooky dookies. Uh, uh, also, um, I want to know, like, like, how did Sh- um, Eric get three songs into the Starbucks before realizing where he was? <laughs> he wasn't at a club. Like, he's he's Starbucks. raging at the Starbucks. Mm. I mean, Starbucks does sometimes play really loud music. Back in the day, they would, like, put the CDs at the cash register, too. What? Do you, of what they were playing. You do you think they had like the a Starbucks Star- stage, maybe? Maybe. I mean, love a Starbies. Um so then we have um Eric asking Jack if um he, he thinks that Millie is a little quote unquote freaky. Mm-hmm. And um Jack's like getting very defensive and um and I, 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 I think it's just, like, so funny, like, the scene, because um, Millie is a fucking creep, and Jack just doesn't see it. She's so Yo, creepy. She literally says, Jack, I planned the rest of your life. Oh, I mean, and it's just like, um, nope. It's like, that's a yeah. kind run. You, you gotta go, Jack. You can't, you can't, you can't stay with that. Like, she made him breakfast after, like, a single day, and it's just, like, so strange and uh, is it eric that's just like too bad you're, and so sad you're gonna be eating it all by yourself <laughs> yeah because yeah. he's gonna gotta go for the run yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so they're the whole plan is that they're supposed to go do the rocky run which is like up the steps and so they have like their outfits and everything they've been stretching since september they're ready to go and sean even got them the cute little like rocky beanies like how mm-hmm. sweet um 
But of course, uh, you know, Jack isn't allowed to go because Millie is too obsessed with this balcony. She loves the balcony and her roommates want to see the balcony and they come in just where like the gothest chicks you've ever seen in your mm-hmm. life. Um, and uh, it's just so funny. Just like it's like, Jack, can you like use your brain for like a hot second and realize these are witches? <laughs> he he cannot see it. Also, Sean's been living there for months and doesn't even know that there's a balcony out there. Yep. <laughs> it's perfect yep. Sean stuff. And and Millie is like very intrigued by Sean too. And she's like, oh, like another hunter. This should be a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Anyone who is just, I mean, also, did this happen yet? No, it hasn't happened yet. Because there's an episode where Sean gets ambushed by all his exes. And I'm just like, anyone who is just like, yeah. hey, are you a hunter? You just, just say no. Just say no, I'm yeah, not. Because that feels yeah. like it's a bad thing to be. I think um, it's already a bad thing. Like, Chet has a reputation. Yeah. Like, the whole entire family at the trailer park are <laughs> his, all His brother that vanishes. The, yeah, the half-brother no on the mom's side yeah. that vanishes. The half-brother on the dad's <laughs> side. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to be like on the DL. Don't admit your last name. Millie didn't share her last name, so Jack That's shouldn't what, share. Oh his my god, name I can't wait to get into all that because like it is truly wild what is happening. Um, yeah, we see Eric is just like watching some scary witch movie. He's eating popcorn, drinking a coke, um, and Millie walks in. Jack made Millie keys. Um, not cool to do without your roommate's permission or like at least giving them a heads up that like your girlfriend of, I don't know, 24 hours has a key to your apartment. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, especially like, listen, we, you were, wor- I mean, we know what he did when he came home, like pants off heading right to that computer. And that's <laughs> like when he thought he was in his safe spot, like yeah. he checked the window, sure. But like at that point, like that is the danger zone of of just barging into a dude's apartment without him knowing that you have a key or anything. Yeah. Like he's watching a witch movie right now, but like, oh boy. Like, and you then don't it's know. like the couch is literally like right when you walk right there. in. Yeah. So if he's watching anything else on that TV and doing anything else besides eating popcorn, you're getting a big old view of it. And I'm just gonna say too, you know, I'm not even trying to be like there's obviously the perverted joke, but it's also like, I've definitely been there when like, I, you know, the, the living room, the TV's all set up and in, in college, the way the apartment was, my door just went right into the living room. So I would just shower, come on out and just be like, oh, yeah. put on this TV and like watch TV while I'm just like there toweling off and stuff. And like, any, like someone yeah, anybody can watch. Listen, we all have the safe naked zones of our home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if it's your home, you're allowed to be naked. That's your home. And we don't want just random witches walking in and seeing your nakedness. Yeah, it's no, too especially much. not witches. Who knows what they would do? Exactly. <laughs> vampires, maybe, just not the witches. <laughs> well, the vampires have to be invited. That's the thing. Yeah. So you're safe. I um, guess if you've been given a key, that's a permanent invite, though. So. True. I guess that's fair. Yeah. I don't know how it works if, like, one person invites you, but the other person uninvites you. I don't know if you have to, like, move out of the house. I have no idea how that works. Well, that's why we have Sean as the tiebreaker. <laughs> Although he's yeah. like, come on in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a tiebreaker. Yeah. Um, Jack asks what you have against Millie. And Eric says she's mean, creepy, evil, cold-hearted. And that's just some of the words. And he asks, like, oh, what's her last name? And Jack doesn't know. Doesn't know. You don't know your girlfriend's last name. Why is yeah. every guy in this series just the biggest idiot when it comes to stuff? Like, they're all, like, 
emotionally and relationshiply inept. Like every yeah. single one of them. I don't think there's a single one who's who's capable. Maybe I Feeny. I mean, like, they have struggle. Uh, Feeny. Well, I Feeny, mean, he's Feeny's never on a yeah. I was like, in he's a never in a relationship. Not yet. Yeah. There's time uh, for Feeny, but he gives good Feeny. advice, so I imagine he'd be like a decent partner. You would hope. Yeah. Um, and then we find out Jack is from New York City. I feel like this mm-hmm. is news. I don't remember this being a plot point. Do we? Did we already know this? I feel like when he was introduced, it must it, it was there, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Yeah, I just feel I like re- he's just like I'm that. from New York City. It's just like well, okay. I mean, apparently, if you are from New York City, that's kind of the main thing that you talk about. Like we saw Jen Lindley talk <laughs> about, like I'm from New York City in Dawson's Creek. And my for, favorite like, is how they never say seasons. like where in the city they're from. They're no. always just from New no. York City. <laughs> I'm Listen, from New York City. If someone says. I'm from New York City. They're not from the city. Jack is like from Westchester. Like he's not actually like that. That is a statement of. It's like when when someone's just like, "Oh, I'm from the Chicago area," but you're not at all. Like it's that. That is that. I'm from New York City. It's like okay, so like Jersey. Like it's yeah. never actually New York because otherwise yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, I'm from Queens. Oh, I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, Bronx." You know. Yeah, no. which borough? Yeah, exactly. Borough? New York City. Get out of here, Jack. You Westchester, you rich boy. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and so Eric says he's just trying to make sure Jack doesn't get hurt. They get into this big fight. Um, it's a whole big deal. This is their first big fight. It's okay, everybody. It'll be all right by the end of the episode. Um, meanwhile, Corey and Topanga are going, this storyline, I can't even. Um, they're it's going for so a week. random. <laughs> it's in Pittsburgh. Uh, and they're going with her parents. And Corey bought plane tickets? What are you going to be in the, mm-hmm. in the air for like 30 minutes? Like, why do you need a plane yeah, like ticket to go to Pittsburgh? Yeah, like minutes, an hour. Yeah, prob- I don't know. Not, not even. Honestly, like that flight's like 20 minutes if you're going from uh, like Pennsylvania to New York. or Right? That's where they're well, going Well, they're going from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh. So it's like five-hour drive. Oh, my God. That's it? My that's God. That's like a 10-minute flight? <laughs> I guess that's why. Well, that's in. why the plane's so small. Yeah. Honestly, like mm. it kind of makes sense. And and I want to know, like, I think the only reason why Corey wanted to get these plane tickets is because they could then he could say, like, he kissed somebody in the sky because he would think that he would rather have like the five to six hour drive in the car right. with Topanga rather than like 30 minutes in the air. Especially, but he wants to have yeah. the uh the 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 badge of honor saying that like I made out with somebody in the sky. But the problem is that like once he finds out that she's afraid of flying, then like okay, definitely drive because you don't want to be dealing with a frantic, anxiety ridden girlfriend on a plane when like you could be just driving there. I love her. She's like I'm morally opposed to flying. Flying. <laughs> oh, I thought you said whales hunting. Incredible. <laughs> like, what? I have I have to talk about this. For, uh, well, first question, uh, per Sarah, do you do you think that's what Corey thinks the Mile High Club is? Just making out with someone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, I, like, I mean, obviously, he wants to be in the Mile High Club, but it's just making out with somebody. Yeah. Um, um, but he doesn't like. They don't even try because they have to like no. be spaced out so far away. Yeah, and she's so freaked out. But here's yeah. the thing for me: that when this scene happened, I was like, what? Because this is where Corey is learning that Topanga's afraid of flying. 
By this point in the series, I believe they have retconned and established that Corey and Topanga have been together basically since kindergarten. And yeah. now is when he's finding well, this information out. On top of that, did we forget the trip to Disney? They literally oh, yeah. Disney. How did they get yeah, to they, Orlando? He, she flew to Disney. She said that she's never been on a freaking plane before. Ma'am, how'd you get to Disney? I'd like to know. Did you drive? I don't think There's so. There's a lot of questions no, here. Not. Story's they not adding not. up to Panga. Also, her family is like so crunchy granola. It would shock yeah. me to learn they've never left the United States. Or never yeah. flown I will anywhere. say... It is, it is pretty pricey to fly from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh. And the reason being is uh, it's not very common for it to be a, a one way. Mm-hmm. Um, like this flight, Spirit Airlines wants you oh, no. to go Don't from. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, there's, well, there's, there's, your, there's problem number one. For $66 on Spirit Airlines, you can go from Philadelphia to Orlando and then back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, you, so that's that. You, fun a fact, one- you actually can get a ton of cheap flights from the Midwest, like that area, to yeah. Orlando because it is a destination zone for like the Midwest. Wow. Okay. I love it. If you want a nonstop flight, it takes one hour and 17 minutes. Um, with American Airlines, a one-way ticket is $172. <laughs> ridiculous. That is ridiculous. But they're doing it. They're going to go. Corey's like, don't worry. We're going to discuss the fear of flying over dinner. And Topanga's just like, no, you're like laughing at me. And like, honestly, Corey's dick. Like, Fear flying is like a legit fear a lot of people have. Um, And your girlfriend's afraid. And maybe you should be nice to her. (laughs) I mean, if this is the introduction that Corey is a dick, then I don't know what series you Oh, no. Yeah, he's been a a dick for a while, for sure. I mean, like, am I falling out of love with Corey Matthews after I had a lifelong crush on him? Maybe. Maybe. It's not the same as I remembered, but we're powering through. We're powering through. He mm-hmm. still is a. We'll see. Like I think. Like I always said. Like he's a true believer of love. But we'll see if we'll. I'll feel that way in the future. Yeah. So we uh, we go back to the apartment where Millie is performing some witch ceremony on the balcony. Lord of Darkness on All Hallows Eve. <laughs> I just. The fact that she's so obsessed with the balcony, I think, is the funniest bit. Like, she loves the balcony. Like, witches and balconies, they're not, like, inextricably linked. Like, it's just... I guess, like, she needs, like... And it has to be their balcony because it has the best view of the moon for whatever reason. So, like, you can look out a window, bitch. Like, <laughs> I need to be on this balcony. Um, And then, uh, yeah, your work will be done, but there's one that's stands in the way and of course Eric is like right behind Millie and is like am I the one that's standing in the way and Millie's like how much did you hear <laughs> uh, and Eric was like I heard you talk to Satan I love that um, delivery by the way well I heard you talking to Satan like, I uh, thought that yeah. was so great Eric is- I so love Eric. good <laughs> so then Jack comes out and it's like hey everybody like I got the pizza I'm here Millie slaps Eric and says Jack, he just tried to kiss me. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, you creep. 
Eric tries to explain she was speaking to Satan. Yeah, she's and... the bad witch, like the one with the monkeys. <laughs> yes. And Not the Millie's one in the like... bubble in the tiara. <laughs> and Millie like, is like denying it all. Eric um, Jack says, I don't believe you, Eric. For the first time doing something without you, you can't handle it. And you try to take my girlfriend. Um, yeah. Eric says, she doesn't belong to you, Jack. She belongs to El Diablo. <laughs> See, this is the kind of line that you would never hear out of dumb Eric that evolves later. He'd be like, who's El Diablo? Yeah. Like, that. this is the, the best part. I really think this is the sweet spot of the Eric content because mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. a dick brother like he is in the first couple seasons where he's just an asshole to Corey all the time. He's not super girl obsessed, but he's just enough where he's like he's dating, but he's still fun, but he's so loyal and he has the thing with Jack. Like, this is probably the best eric content we're gonna get before it goes downhill yeah um so they get into another fight and jack basically says like you're just a roommate eric like you're not my friend millie is much much more than that um and millie is like you know get out of here he chose me um and basically she says like you better like move out because i'm moving in um and she's moving her stuff in this bitch lives right next door right i know next door i I guess it makes it move move, pretty easy though wait who did we speak to that literally moved like a mary mary krakowski like moved and she literally moved like um like a a flight and she moved it like plate by plate like she packed nothing That's what Millie's not far. (laughs) Don't have to. But yeah, so she's having Um, trouble with her roommate. So she's moving in. She even like brings in a cauldron, and Jack's like, "It's Halloween." And then we find out she's gonna sleep on the balcony. And then Sean comes in. (laughs) Her room is on the balcony. And Sean comes in. He's like, "Oh yeah, I just like totally assumed she's a witch. Like obviously, like matter of fact, one of my favorite Sean things just does not give a shit that they're witches. Like just like it's fine." (laughs) <laughs> he's like shakes the box and he's like ooh I think this one's breathing yeah. <laughs> he like makes a rosemary baby joke to one of the friends of the coven um, it's it's really funny how nonchalant Sean is mm-hmm. in all of this yeah. and then uh, I love Jack asking like are you a witch and she goes I am witchcraft isn't spooky it's just a belief uh, and then it's just like no one will ever feel the way I do about you no one and, like, she just, like, charms him with her eyes. I mean, a la Eric. We saw him try to do it earlier, but Millie has the witchcraft angle going for her. It's, like, very scary. <laughs> it's, it's, this is that moment, too, right? Like, I, we, we were talking about this, but it is very much, like, Candace Cameron playing a witch is super weird, considering mm-hmm. her real-life self, uh, her right. crazy-ass brother. But... It's okay because the witches are bad here, right? Like, and yeah. I feel like that's the catch is that ultimately these witches are very, very bad. So therefore, me, it's okay. Yeah, to me, you're right. Like, it's not only the witchcraft; it's the Satan worshiping that I think is especially surprising. Um, I would think for for I mean, really, I mean, people in Christianity like banned like harry potter books like yeah. you know because it was witchcraft and um to it's it's it is surprising i guess like the only thing that makes sense is that she would 
you know, this is showing something that is bad, Kevin. You're right. But it is still kind of surprising. And I wonder if it's like a role that she looks back on and is like, I wish I didn't do that or or something. It's weird because I actually don't I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I I don't think she's as vocal on the like crazier side of the of the stuff like her brother is like i know like mm-hmm. kirk is 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 insane basically um but i think she's much more of a just like not great about like women's roles in the house like she is oh, like love uh, that. yeah i think like that's where her like more of her quote-unquote crazy lies yeah. is more about that part of it like she might just be like less about like this is so bad maybe and like mm-hmm. it's just like well as long as you know like she might be more upset that they are living together without being married than the fact that she's a witch right or that she's like super lusty and yeah. is like going after jack um like that could be like another thing as well it's a very interesting dynamic i obviously um, Full House was part of, you know, TJF Friday lineup. So she was in the family. I She was probably on the lot. I'm sure it looks good. And this is kind of towards the end of Full House. So oh, I yeah, think, right? Yeah. So it's a good thing, like, for her to, like, take on a role at this time. But um, it's an interesting – it's just such, like, a fascinating cameo thinking mm-hmm. back um, yeah. about it. Um, so – so yeah, we we then get um so tomorrow is Halloween and they're going to have a party and she's inviting the entire coven and Jack's like in a trance. Uh, one more question, like is she a real witch? Like she's a witch, right? Yeah. Like in this in canon, like she's an actual witch. I don't I don't know. I feel like there's there's probably like levels of witchcraftiness, I think, in this world, probably. I think I mean, she's like a witch we've seen time groupie. travel on Boy Meets World, so, yeah. like, anything's possible. I, I, I think witchcraft exists, but I think these are, like, witch groupies. These are, like, like ah. Sabrina, like, you have to be, be, you have to essentially be born a witch in, in the world of this, play, whatever, the TGIF first. I don't know. Uh, but you have to be born a witch, I think, right? So I, I think that they're, like, witch groupies, who are trying to, like, do, like, their own, like, weird spells and stuff. Like, the ooh But we know, like, Sabrina doesn't do any of that. So, like, I feel like these yeah. are just, like, wannabe witches. And, like, the real yeah. witches, like, Sabrina, look at these people and just, like, ugh. Ugh, God. Because we eat them groupies. <laughs> we get yeah, exactly. You hate gro- Oh, she hates groupies. So, um... <laughs> Now we have, uh, we switch back to Topanga and Corey. They're in the air <laughs> on the sketchiest plane in the galaxy. $12 for the flight. That's I mean, a good that's deal. a good deal. That's <laughs> a really good deal. Good deal. You could not, seriously, if I, I would never get on a flight that costs $12 because I'd be like, this is my death. Goodbye, cruel world. Oh, I would have walked away this when I saw the plane. Like, I would have been like, 12 yeah. bucks, that's cool. But then when I got to the airport and they're like, that's your plane, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'll eat the $12. I'll see you later. There are so Any- many moments where you get off of this plane. A, $12. Yeah. B, see the plane. Uh, C, your air. Oh, your Eric Matthews brother. I went to, I, I skipped a number. It doesn't matter. Just- I went to school with him. Eric used to be my tutor. Get off the fucking plane, Corey. Yeah, get off you the fucking plane. Go. Why are you calling me- Feeny? You should know the answer. Yeah, for me, like, if I have to walk up 
onto the plane instead of going through like that terminal tunnel yeah. thing, then I'm 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 so I can't I can't <laughs> like I don't want to be in a plane with like twelve people. It's just too much. So um, Topanga is really, really nervous. Obviously, we get Dexter, who apparently went to John Adams High. Um, it's a really small school, so you would think that we would know. Uh, Topanga is he very, very panicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other side. How can he was in the senior yeah. uh, area <laughs> yeah. the whole time? Um. So, yeah, ridiculous. Then we have, like, this little trick-or-treating moment with Morgan <laughs> and Feeny, which I actually did love because we haven't seen Feeny give out anything for Halloween since, like, season one. And it was the and rulers. Famously, he gave out rulers, which I thought that was a really good thing to give out for Halloween. I was, like, so upset with you. I can flashback to a year and a half ago when you were like, oh, yeah, rulers, like, sounds great. And I was like, ma'am. Rulers? <laughs> Rulers are handy. Not everybody is They're handy. handy like you are. That's, you, yeah, I'd be you? real upset if I got a ruler for trick or treat. Thank like, you, Kevin. Like, I would. I want. I want a ruler. But this time, Feeny is giving out a pocket thesaurus. More useful than and, a ruler, I think. It's very and true. Candy. Agreed. Yeah. And candy, um, because he learned his lesson. Like, but he, he makes him lesson. like beg for it. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, they had to well, say done. trick or treat. Those are rules. They had to say no, trick or treat. Um, That's but then the he makes them say it like they mean it. Like even the say normal trick with, or treat wasn't enough. Say it with vigor. Yeah. Like, you can't be like God. trick or treat. You Halloween have to be like, trick is or an treat. important holiday. Oh, like with traditions. I think this is a lot of growth for Feeny. He has candy. He actually too. has candy now. It's character yeah, growth. This is this is the biggest character yeah. growth we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, this is. Is this before or after Morgan vanished? I think this is before, right? Or uh, no, this, no, this is, is after. After, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was season four where like Morgan was gone for like fourteen episodes. Yeah, yeah. and then she just she randomly shows up and she's like, "I got punished for saying." Bleep. Oh, punished. That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, I was in my room the whole entire time." Yeah, like, um, Morgan. And then like Eric comes over to Feeny's. He's like, "Can I crash here? I got into a fight with Jack." And then he says. Merry Halloween, Mr. Feeney. Um, Eric, your parents literally live next right to there. That was the, I was just like, your parents are right there. What are you doing asking to crash at Feeney? Like, what's wrong with we you? We might need to take back the fact that we said he was like on the smarter side of this. <laughs> no, Feeney is his best friend in the world. Of course, That's he wants so to stay over Feeney's. <laughs> Merry Halloween, Mr. Feeney. I, I will say the Feeny and Eric like hanging out is some of the like even when he gets like real dumb, it is some of the best. Oh yeah, in the world. Uh, They're one of my best friends. friends. And I, they they are. I mean, we called. It's basically like we're watching Pinky and the Brain. That's literally what happens when those two are together, and it's incredible. Oh, yeah, it's true. I, I love it. I love it. Um, also, um, I love that Feeny offers Eric a th- pocket thesaurus too. <laughs> I couldn't think I want a pocket thesaurus. Ma'am, I you mean, have you a cell just phone. Google. Just Google. <laughs> yeah. Right. You I guess everybody, everybody has Webster a app, thesaurus. Step one. Yeah. And yeah. then you have a pocket thesaurus. Um, yeah, I guess everybody does these days. And then I uh, love Corey calling Feeney from the plane. He's like, can you look up Dexter Jorgensen? Uh, he's my pilot. And Feeney just goes, uh-oh, don't get on that yeah. plane. <laughs> Too Mr. Matthews, late. don't get on that plane. Topanga <laughs> is fucking flying a plane. 
That was the point I wrote down. This episode is insane and underlined it. <laughs> like, I wrote yeah, it in all caps. I wrote, Topanga's flying the plane. What the fuck? Topanga does a nosedive. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then we never see them again. For all we know, the rest of the no, series they is died. hell. At it's this gone. point, they died. <laughs> they died. It's gone. I will say that, like, it is common for people who are afraid to fly to learn how to fly. Um, my fiance actually did that. He is deathly afraid of flying, and he took um, flying lessons. But so, did he, was he allowed to fly the plane on the first time? Yes. Uh, no nose dives, but he flew the plane. He was up in the air. On the first day? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they let you do it. You probably need to like learn some things first, like do a button to press videos. I don't know. He just, I love how Sarah's saying all this. He probably just did like a flight simulator. (laughs) No, he was up in the air. He was up in the up in the air. I never saw it though. Um, I think. I think technically we're broken up at that time, but like we're still talking about his flight lessons. I don't know. Uh, was, there, so was, Millie... was there a ski lodge incident? Oh, no. <laughs> there, there kind of there was. Oh, no. no, I'm just joking. No, no, I'm joking. There was not. Um, so yeah, so now we have. Oh, my favorite scene. My favorite yes, scene. yes. Okay, so we're at the apartment. It's the Halloween party. Everyone is in these like black robes, um, and they're. They're chanting. Ooh. No, are they moaning? Mm, how, what are they doing? Ooh. I think they're doing like, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, it's so great. I love how Sean's like, I want to thank whoever provided these shrouds. Mine's a little snug. Anyone want to trade a medium for a large? <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, oh, wait, wait, let me try the moaning over again because I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It cracks me up. It's like my, I think it's my favorite Ooh. bit in this whole entire show. Sean is just having a blast. And part of me is he's just like, is this writer strong just having a good time? Yeah, I think so. He's like, I don't have these really, really heavy emotional stories. Great. Let's party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why anyways. is everyone in the same costume? It's not a costume. <laughs> not a costume. Uh, Jack is my mistake. Um, and then we get trick or treaters at their house. There's a pirate, a mermaid, and a witch. Uh, and she goes, uh, "None for you because you mock us to the witch." <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean is waving his arms and going, "Whoa." Um, and, and then something bad happens. Jack wants to break up with Millie, even though they're having so much fun. It seems like they're having a blast, really. His apartment's the best time ever. Totally invaded by witches. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so this is when she uh, this is when she does the like, I'm a star queen of malevolence. <laughs> Daughter of evil. <laughs> and they tie up both Sean and Jack because they're the hunters. Um, they need their apartment. Once in a thousand years, Satan's tail will, will appear, ensuring their mortality and obliterating the boys. A hunter will be sacrificed. Two hunters is even sweeter. So is this like a, pro- would you say this is a prophecy? What's going on here? Is this like a. Sounds like a prophecy. Definitely sounds like a, pro- a prophecy. But again, yeah. I think a prophecy that these random people who want to be witches just found and were just like, yes, this will this will let us become... Because that's the thing. They're like, it'll let us become immortal. And I, again, think that these are just normal people who want to be witches and are trying to, like, weasel their way into Satan's good graces. Yeah. He's I'm a busy man, you, that's Satan. 
<laughs> okay, I'm telling you, if I were to make a deal with Satan, I think the last thing I would want to do is be immortal. I don't want to live forever. That's my don't dream. Don't talk to Kevin. That is yeah, my this dream. is Kevin's dream is to be immortal. Why do you this is my dream. Be, Are you kidding? I don't. Okay. Be no, amazing. I want to be a gazillionaire. I'll take that. I'll <laughs> Give take me enough time. I'll potions. be one. I'm immortal. I can do whatever I want at that point. <laughs> like, I want to. What else would I want to do to to make a deal with? Uh, the devil. Um, I'm an easy maybe mark. Be able to um, trans transportation transportation teleportation. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually you know I do, need a, I do need a new Can car. I, get a That's car? I will sell my soul to the devil for a, for car, a new car of some amazing. sort. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. or just Dexter a standard Jorgensen sedan, private too fancy. flyer. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, but I don't know if I want to be immortal. I definitely do. Jess, you got to Oh, I don't want to be immortal because if Uh, I'm the only one who's immortal, then I have to watch everyone I love die. You're immortal. You'll get over it. It'll happen (laughs) a lot. It'll be fine. Okay. Like ever since the age of Adeline, have you ever heard of that movie or seen Mm -hmm. it? I do not know that. Blake Lively plays a girl (laughs) who like can never die. But the thing that really sent me, she had that issue, Jess, but the thing that really sent me was how many dogs she had. And she had this album of Cavalier King Charles Spaniels and was just, (coughs) I think a bug flew in my mouth. (laughs) Satan's coming after me. Satan came for you. Um, He's like, there, you have a car now. It's outside. (laughs) There's your car. There's your penance. Where's my car? Okay. No. So she has this like album of Cavalier King Charles Spaniels and they're like, like, like a a, a lineage. And like she had, she was so sad about her dogs. And that was, that's the one thing that like, aren't you, what about the dogs? That's the, that's, that's the one part I'd be sad about. I actually, cause like, again, not about your, I don't know, fiance. (laughs) No, because here's the thing. I asked her. Like, we have had a long discussion about this. And she's just like, I don't want to ever be immortal. Even if you could get, like, if you become immortal, you could gift immortality. I don't want that. And I'm like, okay, fine. I would just give it to Gus, my dog. And then Gus and I would just live forever together. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. Weapons, if you can only do that to one and you had two dogs, you would have to choose one. Sarah, who would you choose? Oh, no. I can never tell. She can't, yeah, she can't talk about it. She can't, can't say it on the podcast because it makes it, it real. Podcast. Um, That's just wrong. <laughs> I only have one dog, so I, I can choose, choose him. Um, okay, so yes. So then Eric comes in. He has a book. It's the Bridges of Madison County. No, wait. It's Witchcraft for Dum Dums. Dum Dums. <laughs> um, and then the light beam ends up hitting Eric and he's alive because of SPF 45. It's insanity. It's not even a high SPF. It's not even a high SPF. I put on like 100. I will burn with 45 know, SPF, but a, a giant moon laser is fine from Satan. Yeah. Yep. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, and then they're all like, oh, no, like, I guess we have to go home now because we lost our opportunity. They were the only hunters. Yeah. Yeah. I and then love Eric's reaction of like, yeah, it's a sh- it's a shame. Shut up. <laughs> like, just get his delivery on these. So get out. Get out. Scram scene, children. <laughs> Be gone with all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ridiculous. Eric- 
even like Eric talking to Millie, like the way he's like, go away, Mills. Like, it's just like the whole entire episode was just so good. Yeah. Um. So Millie says, too bad you're cute, Jack, because you would have made the perfect sacrifice. Um, We get uh, Millie giving back the keys. And yeah, <laughs> Eric wants to invite Jack to another party. And he's like, you're my friend. And they like make up. Um, and so then they leave Sean just like tied, Still tied up. up. It's great. It's great. It's Halloween. And we, and it really brings people together. Yeah. And then we get the end scene where we have Eric and of course, Sabrina, the teenage witch. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves the balcony. <laughs> I love the balcony. Yeah. And he and he's like, yeah, like my my roommate just like dated a witch. And Sabrina's like, is that really that bad? Um. Or is it like, what's so spooky about that? Um, And then we turn and they're picking up some food. And apparently Sean got turned into a frog. Who turned Sean into the frog? When did that happen? We don't know. And also, like, Sean is a frog. What is happening on this show? (laughs) Why did he get... Did Sabrina turn him into a frog? Who turned him into a frog? I bet you Millie came back later and was just like, you know what? For good measure, you're now a frog. So one has to assume Sabrina fixed him later. Yeah, let's just, yeah, let's assume that happened. It was exciting seeing Sabrina. I'm not going to lie. I loved Sabrina. loved Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Loved her. And she's like my kind of witch. Like my kind of witch is like, I want to change my clothes and like do love spells and stuff like that. I'm like less of like the Satan worshiper witch and more (laughs) so like transform me into like five different outfits and give me a new hairdo type of witch uh sabrina was great and i love that uh in in that show they don't ever talk about the satan worship stuff at all no Uh, the new one boy do they um but (laughs) uh yeah sabrina was so fun and like obviously i feel like the implication here is that she's in town because she's looking for salem it must be um because like Mm -hmm. it'd be weird to do the cameo and then the next week have that plot line essentially yeah it it clearly like had to tie into some of that yep yeah um so let's go to a quick ad break before we get into we talk about salem because he is going to be featured in the next episode of boy meets world so we will get to that right after this quick ad sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, let's let's get into it here. Um, episode six, no guts, no Corey. We start off this episode with Salem the cat. Yep. Just like yeah. Chatting well, away. before that, I think that we have to like set up like how epic this night of television was back in the day, mm-hmm. because this was probably like the biggest crossover event before the Avengers like but but really the way she says it with such disdain but but honestly like if you were like hey Sarah like what was the biggest crossover event of all time like I don't want to talk about the Avengers I want to talk about this right here this was a big effing deal 
picture yourself whatever year it was it was 2000 and no it was not 2000 picture yourself whatever <laughs> year it was whatever year it was let's say i feel like it, I think was, it was about 98 yeah that sounds right okay you're living your life. They say you see a commercial this Friday, the bigger, biggest crossover event of all time, whatever they said. <laughs> but, okay. Salem the cat in Sabrina transports Sabrina and people to the 1970s, which ricocheted into four other shows that night. And little Sam Salem is hopping from TV screen to TV screen. Now, Kevin, I know you remember this night. Oh, I definitely do, right? And, like, that was one of the big things that kept me watching the rest of TJF, which I think was the plan, because Teen Angel and You Wish were not doing well. But, Sarah, I'm going to have to disagree on this being the biggest, because, like, as, like, a crazy TGIF person, there are two things I remember very distinctly. One. What's that? Steve Urkel taking off in a jetpack at the end of Family Matters, crashing through oh. his roof, and then landing in the full house house to talk to Michelle. That yeah. was insane. Like when that happened, I was like, what? And then for okay. me, as like I think more as like an adult, I appreciate this version a little bit more. Because this wasn't like a crossover crossover when they did this, but like the Disney World thing or Disneyland thing was like huge at the time because Mm -hmm. the the catch was that all the shows they were at disneyland i think that day right like that was the thing and so you have a moment where Corey, when when they him and tamanga were breaking up he's like looking for her and he runs into dana from step by step because yes step by step family was there at disneyland for flash was it doing a thing so like that, like uh, like that idea of their like everyone was at Disney and they all like yes. passing ships in the night almost at times. I thought was so fun and I thought that was really really cool. But this this yes. is still like cool for me because it's still like I was into Sabrina and I was into Boy Meets World. So like having these two shows cross over like this, right. I thought was really awesome. Yeah, so, and also also with the fact that like each of these shows like went back in time and yes. did a different decade that was really exciting as well so i would love that now uh, i want i would love a block of tv uh-huh. to do something like that that would oh that would make me go crazy i would love it <laughs> i know it was it was really cool so like obviously like i said sabrina did the 70s obviously boy meets world did the 40s then we have teen angel um do uh no well then you wish mm-hmm. um was in the 50s and then teen angel was also set in the 70s which is a little suspicious but whatever i guess like that's just how it's going so um i think that that was really exciting and then of course like salem i forget what it was but obviously he was lost right kevin yes something was, something along those lines he was lost and there's like a weird time bubble that was like ricocheting through stuff yeah. i think was dragging him along with it oh that's what it was the, the like the weird like green like mm-hmm. camo looking time tunnel yes um but yeah so it was definitely definitely like a memorable night I agree. Like, I only remember watching Sabrina and Boy Meets World that night. But I had to. I had to at least had the other ones turned on. Yeah. You had to, like, watch them. I mean, that, like, especially, like, that last slot for a long time would, like, just filter through stuff, right? Like, Hanging Mr. Cooper, I think, had, like, lasted for a little bit. But, like, there was that one with, like, 
Bronson Pinchot was in one where was he like a, there was one with him uh, for a little bit. But like that last slot always just has like some weird new show they were trying to do. Yeah, um, I I know and nothing really stuck, did it? No, but not really. <laughs> this this is just one of those episodes once again that's really 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 memorable. Um, Especially because of like the time, the time jump. Maybe I mean we've already seen the episode where uh, we get uh, uh, Sean Z and Sean Z. Yeah, Sean Z is so <laughs> yeah, fun. We already I saw that. <laughs> we were not actually that high on that episode, if you remember, Chad. I just I remember loving the Sean Z of it all, but mm-hmm. not. Yeah, I think the height. I remember the thing I loved the most being like the way Turner was dressed. <laughs> Oh yeah, you were a little thirsty. Oh, because he looks that so night. good in that outfit. He, because he didn't have like the nineties hair. He didn't have the mullet. Yeah, yeah, great. yeah. Um, so yeah, we open up and we see, um, Salem complaining about hippies and free love because they came from the seventies. Yeah, and um, I don't know. He Salem the cat. It, and this one's the puppet, and everybody knows the puppet is like low tier. Or is it the was it the actual cat? It was the actual cat at the beginning, where it was yeah, just there like were the cat yes like slinking around. But later, when he makes the phone call, he's the puppet. And yeah, it's and the puppet is the puppet horrible. is terrible. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like in Feeney's class. He's talking about World War Two, a day that will live in infamy. Um, and they all had to bring in like these family mementos. Um, they start talking about Pearl Harbor, so we know we're going to end up in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking about, um, so Topanga's memento is a photo of her grandparents, and she tells Corey that they got married when they were their age um, because they because of the war. You know, they didn't know what was going to happen, so they ended up getting married. Um, and Corey, I love this moment where Corey sees Salem in the hallway and acts like it's a totally normal thing that there's a cat wandering around a high school. You never had a, uh, cat, uh, a, a cat class? You never had a class with cats? Wait, wait, Jess, have you ever heard of the Pratt Cats? You no. know the, the the university Pratt? Yeah. There are cats they, that wander the halls? There's like cats. There's like Pratt cats. There's like cats on the logic? campus. Yeah, I don't I, know. I would not like that. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know if the cats like go inside, but they're like on campus and like they like hang out and everybody's like hanging out with the cats. The Pratt cats. This is very strange news. This is and odd. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. This. But yet, the, the thing that drives me the most crazy is Corey's just like, yeah, this is like totally normal. Yeah. And then we get like the we're 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 like back to the forties. Um, yeah. I, I I just want to hold on because like Topanga's parents got engaged on the same date as Pearl Harbor, and is it just like I feel like that's like a kind of is a it weird parents date. Or grandparents, 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 grandparents. Right? grandparents, yeah. grandparents. Okay. Sorry if I misspoke. I feel like that's a weird day for somebody to propose the day of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I don't like, know. I mean, you couldn't wait I, till tomorrow. I, I guess, but like age wise, right? Like, I feel like there's a level of like knowing like, oh boy, like this could be end of the world situation. I could be, you know, enlisted. I'm probably going to go over there. So you kind of want to like do it now when you have the chance, yeah. I guess there's, I guess those levels of it, like, but I can't imagine still, tomorrow. Being, yeah, I guess like yeah, maybe maybe just wait a little bit longer, just, just a little bit. 
Yeah. yeah. Or maybe maybe he proposed in the morning and then it's just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I the feel whole like, day. You know what? Like, I, I really did think that. I'm like, maybe it was the morning. Maybe it was like a coincidence. Like, not yeah. a like disasters happening. So let me propose. To you. It's just like it's kind of yeah. a weird one. Um, yeah. So then we go through like the creepy tunnel, the time tunnel. Mm-hmm. That's like ugly. Really, like the graphics. Like back in the day, I definitely <laughs> thought like this was like the highest form of graphics oh, no. that ever did live. Yeah. Uh, probably not now. It Can't be not. away from my best gal. <laughs> oh boy, they 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 try to really throw in the forties in the dialogue that continue they with do. like jeepers and golly. This is this is me freshman year of college when I took screenwriting class and I googled <laughs> twenty slang twenties slang words for my for my my, uh, my student film that took place in the twenties. That's what they Ooh. did. Oh, no. Did you did you at least put on the like? Yeah, it's us. Yeah, coming in from the nineteen twenties. Yeah, did you exactly. Like, yeah. The actors talk that way. It's like I don't know. I also probably <laughs> did like tw- like nineteen twenties like name generators. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that is why I'm not. I didn't graduate as a film major. <laughs> Moving forward. Uh, um, yeah, I could never be away from you. And then Feeney's like here to make an announcement. The U.S. has entered the law. <laughs> That's pretty good, Jess. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, wow. And then Sean comes. Feeny impression. Amazing. Uh, Sean comes down. And he's like, "I'm going to enlist." Uncle Sam wants us. He was pointing right, pointing at, right me. at me. So excellent. I loved it. They really oh, had no idea God. what to do with Sean for like a, a season, did they? Yeah. Uh, Alan. I don't out. know what they're doing, but I love it. It's so I- fun. Yeah. Um. So Alan ships out tomorrow. Eric and Corey walk in. And they say, we ship out tomorrow, but really not Eric because he has flat feet and he's too ticklish. (laughs) I looked into this and apparently like it's not a thing anymore. But at one time, like if you had flat feet, it caused like, uh, I don't know, it did cause like issues and you would have had like foot issues while wearing boots and like performing. So you wouldn't be as useful as a soldier. I mean, I have like nearly flat feet, so... Would you be a good soldier? No. For, for <laughs> so many reasons, me. none of us would be good soldiers. <laughs> yeah, so for like so many reasons. And I pride myself on the fact that I would be terrible. 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 Also, terrible. He says flat feet and ticklish, but we know there's another reason as, as Jack he blows up later. The IQ test or the mental test. The mental yeah. thing. <laughs> the mental, the quote unquote mental thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, then we hear like the air raid noise, but it's just Feeney practicing because he's yep. going to be the neighborhood air raid warner. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good job. I kind of want that thing. <laughs> I do know. I hear that air raid sign. I just think of the video game Silent Hill, which is not a great Uh-oh. place to be. So Uh-oh, no. I hear that and I was just like, ooh, Silent no. Hill sign. <laughs> yeah. So um, Corey is uh has enlisted and mm-hmm. mr matthews alan is also enlisted and topanga comes in and finds out and she's so devastated because they were supposed to be together forever and uh it's it's very tragic um so tragic yeah there's just yes. something she gotta do 
I mean, yeah. Alan was in the Navy, so it's not even like a huge shift yeah. for him as a character. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's why he gets like a captain role or whatever yeah. is a yeah. lieutenant. Who knows? Um, so they're they're leaving. There's some sort of like soiree before you leave for war. The big band is coming to town. You say yeah. <laughs> he can't get a hold of Topanga. He thinks that she's ghosting him, but in a 1940s way. <laughs> And then uh, next thing you know, um, we get Eric and he's lying to girls saying that he has a special job in Philadelphia <laughs> to protect the Philadelphia Bell. Yeah. The Philly Bell. You mean the Liberty Bell? Bell? The Philly yeah. Bell kills me. Yeah. The whole thing killed me. These are jokes that like I definitely didn't understand when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I... I mean, when I was like, I guess when I was in like middle school, I knew what the Liberty Bell was. But like certain aspects of like him being like, it got a crack in it, but that's okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I covered it with plaster. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Eric's on a secret mission um, and he gives Jack, I, lo- I love the bromance stuff in the show. He gives Jack a picture of him to bring him to the Yep. <laughs> so funny. Um, and uh, Feeney wishes them courage, perseverance, and a safe trip home. Um, and, uh, Alan is in charge, like you were saying, Sarah, he's like, again, Lieutenant Colonel, who knows? Um, and, uh, Sean tells Corey they have to hit the road, but Topanga's here. Uh, of course I love you, you big lug. Um, it's so ridiculous. And this is when Corey, uh, this is when Corey proposes and, uh, like, Eric tries to sneak on the bus. Eric. And Alan's just dragging him out, just like, no! Uh. Yeah, uh, you are not invited to this. Oh my gosh, I love, dude. I'm looking at a picture. I'm so sorry, Kevin. I'm no. looking at a picture from 1777, and the bell was cracked even then. What in the world? I mean, yeah, happened like that, to the that bell. bell been cracked, right? Like it had to have happened during one of the battles inside, like in, in the Revolution. Can I say to- I've seen this bell in person? It's like much smaller than you'd think. You're not impressed by the bell? No. I saw it in person. And I was picturing like, you know, like Hunchback of Notre Dame, like big old bell. (laughs) Sanctuary. (laughs) Oh, I will say that this picture is from 1908 and not 1777. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing you weren't a history major either. Oh, boy. It says thirty years off. It's not an educated podcast, okay, people. This is a fun podcast. <laughs> well, it's still cracked in nineteen oh eight. I went to Penguin. Okay, eighteen seventy two. The bell is cracked, ma'am. You are cracked. What are you? Talking? Okay, Kevin. What were you trying to say? <laughs> nothing. Nothing important, honestly. Uh, I was just speaking of like this is a podcast of not history buffs. I am also a pod. This is also a podcast of nerds because when Topanga walked out dressed in like that red outfit and with her hairstyle, I'm like, oh man, she looks like Agent Carter, which led me down the line of <laughs> what if Sean is Bucky and Corey is like, yeah. Steve, and how do we end up with like a Corey Steve Rogers situation? Oh my god, oh, amazing! No. I love that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, yeah, so Topanga says, when you return, we'll have the rest of our lives together. Um, and then we go straight to the foxhole. Uh, Jack hangs up the photo of Eric. It's so sweet. Yeah. Um, Roommates. 
And apparently Amy sends Corey a Waldorf salad with dressing on the side. Um, what the hell is a Waldorf salad? Should I know what this is? Uh, is Waldorf the one with like? Oh, it has apples and grapes and celery. Yeah. Does it have like mayonnaise on it? Yeah. Probably. I mean, everything has mayonnaise on it in the 40s. It it looks like a heart attack salad. Like, this does not look like a healthy salad. I I will. Don't like salads, so I wouldn't eat it. (laughs) No salad? I'm not a salad person. Do you just not like lettuce? Like, what's the problem? Yeah, I mean, the only salad I like is, like, a Caesar salad. Uh, I, I love yeah. Caesar salad. But, like, I don't yeah. know. Salad isn't food to me. <laughs> I'm I'm off the croutons. What? You're off croutons? Yeah, they're too crunchy. Oh, crunchy that's the best croutons. part. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. My um, fiance the- got so mad at me when one day I was so hungry for a snack, I walked into the kitchen and <laughs> just took a handful <laughs> of croutons. And croutons? You just eat the croutons. I mean, it's pretty much a cracker. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, the bell... The Going... One sec. The Liberty <laughs> Bell cracked in February 1846. Okay. From what? Okay. It was rung Someone on President's it. Day, celebrating <laughs> Washington's birthday, and then stopped ringing because of damage from a major crack. Hmm. When you party too hard on Washington's <laughs> birthday. Everybody got turns up crack. on Washington's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just crack it now, way too hard. See, now I'm just picturing like a Hamilton type situation where they're just like, here comes the general. Bing, uh, bing. Crack. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Scatter! <laughs> yeah. Um, amazing. So, okay, so right, so he gets the Waldorf salad. No word from Topanga, um, but Corey, you know, he keeps sending letters, but no word from Topanga yet. Um, and uh, shots fired. And Corey tells Sean, if I die, you have to, to marry, you have to marry Topanga. And then is it Sean that's like, Topanga's a real peach? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody called Topanga a real peach. A real peach. Yeah, they found that in 1940s uh, slang. Yeah. Uh, right, see, she's a real peach. She's see? a real peach. That girl, she's a real peach. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we which get. Also, is that the part where Sean was just like, oh, wouldn't that be weird, like kissing her? And he's like, you don't have to kiss her, just marry her. And I'm like, Corey, yeah. my man. <laughs> Corey doesn't understand how marriage works yet. No. Um, we see Amy riveting and like, I definitely didn't catch this when I was a kid that she is Rosie the Riveter. And it's so funny to just watch her just keep riveting no matter <laughs> what she's doing. Uh, why are you, you not the airport factory? Riveting. <laughs> I love it so much. She's just so focused on it. Uh, on the riveting. Yeah, on the riveting. I definitely didn't catch that either. Uh, and they <laughs> yeah. mentioned Rosie at the airport yeah. factory. Yes. Like, with Rosie and the other girls. It's it was so Rosie. obvious, yeah. yeah. I, I like to play on words where Feeny's like, Amy, you're riveting. And she's yeah. like, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, she misses Corrine Allen. This is when Eric comes out and says, Liberty Bell is safe. Or sorry, the Philly <laughs> Bell is safe. I spackled to the crack. <laughs> I don't know. They never tried that according to this uh, Liberty they try Bell. They spackle I don't think they tr- they tried. I, I I don't know. It's it's just never. We rang have the technology nowadays. It's just they don't want to touch it. You know. Well, no, yeah. you don't touch it now. Historical. People, if it if you fix the bell, then it's not special. It's just another bell. They could have gotten a so. bigger one. Is all I'm gonna say. 
Oh, stop bell shaming. So unimpressive. You're B E double L shaming. So, yeah, so, so then we get Sabrina. Salma. Wait, what did I say? You said Sabrina. You said Sabrina. Oh, no, he called. Sorry. He says, Sabrina, pick up. Yeah. Oh, he's calling Sabrina. Yeah. He's stuck in the 40s. Like, he's calling her, and it's just like, oh, I'm stuck in the 40s. Like, you know, they don't have such and such. They don't uh, have kitty it's litter. Like, it's like, <laughs> dude, you like, I know, like, you're a cat currently, but, like, the whole thing is that you are a person who was yeah, You can shit a in a cat. toilet if you need to. You also, like, he knows, he should know how this works. He shouldn't realize, like, going back to the 1940s and calling Sabrina would not work. You don't have the intelligence of a cat. You're what still, a dumb you're still cat. the person you were. <laughs> okay, so Ed Zachary Biggs would never have this happen to him is what I'm saying. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, so if anybody was wondering, Edward Lowe is accredited for inventing kitty litter in 1947 because he was trying to market granulated clay as nesting material <gasps> so for chickens. did have kitty litter. Mm. No, no, 40, no, 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 no. Oh, yes. 47. We're in 41. Yeah, 47. <laughs> I don't know so how time they're works. a few years away from kitty litter. So close. So, so close. Um, uh, yeah, they, they actually really skip over this part because it's just like when we essentially see Corey and Sean again, it's like, I believe it's the radio being just like, there's a ceasefire for, you know, the war. The war is over. And I'm just like, they... If they left at D-Day, that's 1941. This would be 45. They've been gone for four years. They really just gloss <laughs> over that part. Yeah. Especially considering they didn't age at all. Corey played <laughs> the yeah. harmonica for four years. Four years. <laughs> he did yeah. sound a little skilled at it. Yeah. I heard that you don't play the harmonica if you're happy. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that sounds right. And I feel like people who are happy don't want to listen to the harmonica. It's, I think that's all yeah. very accurate, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, unless you have one of those cool things that like puts it like around your neck and you're like also playing another instrument at the same time. Mario Brothers reference right now? No, but they do that in Mario (laughs) Brothers. Yeah, like in the Mario Brothers movie, which is a bad movie, Toad has one of those things where he has like a harmonica around his neck and he's playing guitar. (laughs) I feel like that is like the only cool way to do the harmonica. Um, is is that cool? I'm not a good gauge of what is cool and what is not cool. <laughs> I have come to discover because I the things that clearly. I think are cool, literally nobody else does. Like yeah, Kevin, did you know that she thinks that beatboxing is sexy? Oh, what, Jessica? <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Jessica. I can't, I'm not even sorry. <laughs> Jessica Emily Sterling, what is happening right now? Like, think about it. Think about it, right? How do you do that? Like, how do people do it is the thing. It's impressive. They make sounds with their mouth. I don't know. That's two different questions, though. Like, how do they do it is different than, like, this is something that turns me on. Because it's one of those things where it's like, oh, my gosh, it's, like, so mysterious. And it's, like, so interesting. (laughs) Oh, it's mysterious. (laughs) You can literally see them doing it. (laughs) 
I don't understand. It's like, yes, ventriloquism. No. Ventriloquism is more mysterious than God. No. Mysterious. No, that is not sexy at how do all. They, you have a hand up a puppet's ass. It? It's not sexy. I don't get it, Jess. It I can't. No I, I'm not, I don't know how I'm to be any more clear than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. What the heck? Yeah. Um. Corey has a ring from a Cracker Jack box, as if yes. any girl wants that. <laughs> Um, the war is over. I don't know. It makes sounds with its mouth. I feel like maybe. <laughs> yeah, a little siren whistling <laughs> it does, sound. It makes a whistle. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jessica. Um, why don't you find that, like, interesting? You can blow into it. It makes sounds. <laughs> with your logic, that means that it's sexy. Yeah. Harmonica, Cracker Jacks, <laughs> rings, and beatboxing. <laughs> All sexy things. All very yeah. sexy things. Yeah. Um, so... Okay, why yeah. does this like this is a serious question? The man on the radio says the ceasefire will commence in the next twenty four hours. Why is that the case? Like, why if it's if the war is over, then why do you have a twenty four hour grace period of still I, shooting people? I think the idea is that um, a time to travel the information. Right, because like, right. if the war is a ceasefire and it's just like we're done right now, technically speaking, if you shoot anyone as an enemy enemy combatant after that fact, you are do oh. like committing an act of war. So they have the to give, but it couldn't ended. be like an hour. Does it have to be twenty four hours? I mean, travel news doesn't travel as fast then as it does now. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> yeah. is screaming. There's also a lot of different yeah. countries. I don't know if you know this, but it wasn't just Germany and America in this war. They had Japan. They yeah. had a lot of places. Actually, I'm pretty sure right. Japan, it, was it 45? I guess, yeah, I guess it would have been. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, so ceasefire, except Corey just climbs out of the bunker immediately. An explosion goes off. And we see how perfectly Sean catches his dog tags. So like, funny. honestly, cracked me up. Oh, my oh, gosh. Catch. Got it. Yeah. Um, then we're back at the Matthews residence. And Amy is just still riveting. Still <laughs> the same piece, too. Amy is always yeah, she, riveting. She always can't riveting. stop because then it's too real that Corey did not come home. Which is a very tragic and sad line. It's in a very sad. Insane very episode. Sad. Yeah. So, um... Yep. So then apparently there's been some time that passed and um, Sean decides that it's been long enough and she he is going to fulfill the promise to Corey. He will propose to Topanga and everybody's like shocked at first. And he's like, no, it was Corey's last wish. And then they accept it. And she he proposes with the Cracker Jack ring that you blow into it and makes a whistle and she then she runs off crying, which is like kind of st- still pretty sad. Yeah, but makes sense. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's not happy because he's not Corey. Which, all right, <laughs> is he Bucky? Is he Bucky though? I mean, he is Bucky. He could be and, Bucky. Uh, Bucky ain't a bad second place, I guess. He's a lot more upbeat than Bucky is. Bucky's very morose. Yeah, um, that's why I yeah. don't like that. Bucky. Bucky's like really sexy in the one film. Or no, in the, in the it's in the show, in the show, and in the show Be- with the short hair. His, his attractiveness is exactly his attractiveness is like the anti Solomon, right? Or not, or, uh, Samson. Whereas like yeah. Samson gets his strength from long hair. Bucky is much more attractive with his short hair. 
Like when yeah. he has long I hair, wasn't, he is not yeah. attractive. When he got to yeah, shorter, yeah, yeah. Like, ah, yes. It's like, um, yeah. who are you, sir? You're new yeah, here. Yeah, it's definitely the hair. But you know what really did it for me is like the second episode when he started beatboxing. <laughs> and then I was just like, fuck, like you're so hot. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's like I think it's called Bucky boxing when he does it. It's, <laughs> it's like the the way people's mouths have to move to beatbox is just like mm-hmm. fascinating. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Uh huh. Right. Um. Anyway, Corey's so now in we're at the wedding. We're at the oh yeah the uh, of course how friends French get thing. yes. This Did you recognize remember the woman the most? No. In yeah, the French woman uh, from Paris, Sarah. Do you, do you recognize her? Nope. Is it the Emily? audacity Emily for you to not recognize the woman who was in Passport to Paris? Oh, she. Oh, we man. so we did Mary Kate and Ashley March last March, Kevin, and we oh, watched. Boy. We did a whole bracket. All of them? Of, of no, but we did a lot. We did a bracket of how we many did movies most was of them? It, Sarah? It was like three uh, something. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 30-something Mary Kate and Ashley movies. 30-something movies? Or was it 20-something? They did more than that. We didn't even watch all of them. Holy crap. And this woman was... I knew they did a lot, but goddamn. They did a lot. Yeah, they had like... There was like the sleepover movies. There was like Mary Kate and Ashley's adventure movies. There were crime-solving ones. Oh, right. The crawl... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this woman was in Passport to Paris... um, And she plays like a French character in, in that movie as well. And I recognized her immediately and so yeah so he is making out with her um apparently he he's Wait. painting and he woke yeah. up naked speaking perfect french this um, is such a scam he, like, no she french. is not french she's italian she was born in rome Ooh. um and she's, she's very good at playing Ita- french characters i guess i i kind of feel lied to <laughs> i've been saying. deceived both these things I've have been lied deceived to me again <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he has amnesia. He doesn't remember anything from his past life. He woke up and he spoke perfect French and he paints pictures of Topanga that we don't even get to see. Yeah. No. Uh, Very upsetting. Which, yeah, which I, I would have I, loved I, to make fun of those. Yeah, I was hoping to see a little a little painting. Um, and then what we get is the wedding. We get a wedding. Topanga is so sad. And um, Amy says to Eric, Corey is Topanga's one true love. If you want to be a hero, then go find Corey. I know he's out there somewhere, which is a big ask. Uh, Yeah, considering he's lost somewhere in Europe, maybe. Uh, I Look, this show is insane. We've established that. People complain about, like, Game of Thrones and, like, their weird-ass fast traveling. How Mm -hmm. in the shit did this happen? Because the (laughs) wedding is starting. Which also, is this where Sean makes that comment where it's just like, I mean, look, if I had it my way, Corey would show up right after the honeymoon to adult. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I did not get that joke. As an adult, I definitely do. (laughs) Like, goddamn, Sean. Um, Like, Sean. But, like, the wedding is happening. Eric somehow leaves Pittsburgh to get to France to look all over, somehow find Corey. Yeah. And then later stop the wedding and then have them go from the wedding 
two or the it's none of it makes sense it's madness none of the timeline makes sense well it makes sense when you think that time travel exists in the world of babies (laughs) (laughs) they're all traveling in time pockets and no one's questioning it yeah yeah so like eric shows up and he finds Corey, aka pierre um who's a tortured artist and has proposed to versailles um Feeney is the one marrying Sean and Topanga because that makes sense I think he even says he's like oh because <laughs> I'm a principal I, I must be able to do this um and uh yeah and so then we have Eric who's going to perform the ceremony for Pierre and Versailles because he's apparently allowed to do this um and Corey suddenly remembers like him and Topanga's life together and of course she comes in and he goes Topanga like I love the Topanga lines just as like the Feeny is better right like the Feeniel is better but the Topanga is like a good second yeah. place I think yeah um uh, yeah she's the one Topanga from the painting good. <laughs> yeah I like that uh, they're getting married in this shop too Everything is happening in the <laughs> shop and also at Chubby's. Yeah. Like those are the only two places where things go on. Exactly. Yeah. If I'm if I'm the shop owner, I'm like, can you please leave? Like I have customers. <laughs> if you're Topanga, how mad would you be to be have to be married in Chubby's? <laughs> like, oh my what god, is right? Menu? That's crazy. This place is a crap hole. <laughs> um, and then uh, Corey says he's gonna pop the question again, all over again. Now that the war is over. Um, and then it's like, and we're like back to regular time where Corey gives Topanga a Cracker Jack, uh, siren ring. She'll treasure it forever. You big lug. (laughs) (laughs) You say you big lug. (laughs) It's too good. (laughs) Oh Um, gosh. Yeah. And then friggin' Salem back to Salem. Uh, he can't find love in Paris, so he's yeah, moving he's to starting, He's just really like an old man, just like muttering to himself and complaining. I mean, yeah. basically. I mean, no yeah. one else really knows he can talk except like Sabrina and that crew. So he's just kind yeah. of talking to himself. Very lonely. But yeah. Yeah. He decides so to go to like, L.A. Yeah, he's in L.A. He's like walking on uh, the lot, the Boy Meets World lot. Uh, he thinks he sees Tim Allen. Uh, I don't think so. He asks where he can find Drew Carey. Um, and yeah, gotta love L.A. Do you love L.A.? Don't you live in L.A.? I, I live in love LA. L.A. Yeah. Uh, I see yeah. Salem all the time. I hang out with him constantly. <laughs> he talks about the you glory days nonstop. BFFs. That's all he talks about. Yeah, you live <laughs> in the glory days. Yeah, you lunch with him. I get it. Uh, yeah. Two very out-of-body uh, episodes, episodes of Boy Meets World, wild episodes. I loved the ride. I loved the ride. It it's so crazy because like the first one more so than the second one. The way that episode happens and like the way it's so like segment, 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 and I'm just like, is this how all of them are? I don't yeah. remember it being like so like disjointed almost and rapid fire. It's so weird. It's so weird. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's it's crazy. I think that you we just got like these like zany episodes. Like it can't be like this. But then again, in the next episode, I'm pretty sure um, we get the one where Sean gets kidnapped by all of his ex girlfriends. Oh, so, sh- yeah, maybe it's already. <laughs> I think so. I think that maybe like season five were like a little off kilter like they like, lost maybe. their minds they were like we've <laughs> run out of normal content so we're just gonna do wild things but it's I feel like funny that happens, it's though. good yeah I, 
that's like standard. I feel like yeah. all of the shows do like after they hit like yeah, after they've been on air for like four seasons, they all go nuts. Certainly Family Matters did. Uh and I this did. And I'm pretty sure like I think all yeah. of them at a certain point just are just like, well, we've been on the air for a long time. It's time to just yeah. go crazy. Except, just not do to whatever. mention like, if you can ask anybody in the world the, and you're like, okay, what's the best episode of Boy Meets World ever? Everybody says in there, then there was Sean. If yep. you would tell that person, hey, can you imagine or think that that was not a Halloween episode? That was just I like know. a standard so Boy Meets weird. World episode <laughs> that happened. Um, what, what do you even have to say to that? Like, it's not a Halloween episode. It's like... A way way Such down the line trip. in the episode Such it's so bizarre trip. but this is like this is what we do this is what we do in season five we're yeah. just like all over the place but it's like a fun ride and i think it's like actually like it hasn't been like super super funny and i remember just like remember in season one we were like this show's not that funny I mean, like, they're kids. Maybe that's what it is, but it's not that funny. This shit's funny. Yeah, we've gotten to, like, the sweet spot, I think, of Boy Meets World. Seasons one and two were dedicated more to, like, teaching us life lessons. 100%. And they were, like, they ran out of life lessons for us to learn. And so instead, (laughs) they were just like, let's just make them laugh and wonder what the hell they're watching. (laughs) And it's a great time. (laughs) We do, yeah. We did eat it up. I loved these two episodes. I can't wait to talk about the next two episodes. Like, I just feel like there's a lot to love in this season, and these two episodes actually go very well together. Like, I think having them paired together is really fun. I will say that. Thank you, our friend. Oh, sorry, Cody, our friend Cody. Um, at first they were not paired together and our friend Cody was like, no, Sarah, like we have to pair these together. They like are a good match. So I give that credit to Cody. Thank you, Cody. Are they in the lineup together though? Um, I mean, yes, they are. Yes, they, but I meant, I'm sorry, I should explain myself. (laughs) In the world of shit 90 shows taught me, we originally (laughs) did not have these two episodes grouped together. Got it. Okay. See, I don't listen to (laughs) podcasts. I'm talking about anybody. Maybe this is more so a, um, like a meta type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, okay. Literally, um, I was just trying to be nice and give people props. Leave me alone. What am I, what am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, but yeah, an amazing two episodes. Next week, we're also covering two episodes, episode seven and eight. I love you, Donna Karen, and Chasing Angela, which means it's Angela season, baby. Yeah, I'm so excited. So I love is Angela. Angela coming in? Is that what's happening? That's what well, we we've seen her like, oh, once. Angela must be here. Yeah, we've seen her once, but like she didn't really have like a ton. It was like a one, like one line type of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. We're gonna have another guest, Melissa Woodward, someone you are very familiar mm. with, Kevin. Yes, uh, indeed. Your, your co-host of YA on Poster Recaps is coming on. <laughs> Yes, back-to-back YA people. Very exciting. Uh, She's going to come on and chat with us next week. Um, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. This is such a joy. Um, What else Uh, are you doing lately? What do you got going on? Well, thanks for having me, first off. This is a blast. Uh, Every time I'm on here, I just have such a great time. Um, What else do I have going on? Let's see. 
Uh, you can check me out on Post Show Recaps Network. My main my main jam is Everything is Super, uh, where Josh Wirkin and I talk about uh, superheroic stuff uh, from TV and film. Right now, we're covering Peacemaker, the HBO Max original series. We're both having a real good time with that. It's so fun. Uh, if anybody liked the Suicide Squad movie, the James Gunn one, not the crappy first one, uh, this is basically just like that. It's amazing. Um, so there's that. We do the extra podcast, which is an extra short um, follow-up where we talk about the uh, 1990s X-Men animated series. Uh, we're doing that episode by episode. And then, of course, as Jess mentioned, I have uh, YA, which is the YA podcast where Melissa and I are covering young adult fiction. Um, loving doing that. We've been doing that for a little bit, and we're actually about to do... Uh, we just... Uh, put up our kickoff episode for the Harry Potter franchise in which uh, a very close friend of the, the network and, and podcast community, uh, Brooklyn Zed, is coming on. Uh, Hard Rock Hope to cover the series with us uh, from start to finish. So really excited about that. Um, and I think that's, 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 that's it. I think that's the main stuff. <laughs> that's it. That's all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> uh, Sarah, what do we have going on here in the wonderful month of February? Yeah, of course, we have our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. In terms of bonus content this month, uh, the aforementioned Cody, um, friend of the pod, is coming on to talk about Cutting Edge. Um, with us which is a 1990s movie that has to do with figure skating in honor of the um, winter olympics in addition to that we're inviting sarah carradine on to discuss the movie strictly ballroom so we got like two rom-coms for our rom-com feb that didn't stick last year but i'm hoping that this year we can bring it around and rom-com feb can uh you know, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So it doesn't well. work. I understand well, but we tried whatever. last year. I, d- I did try rom-com Feb. Um, I believe in you. So, yeah, two rom-com movies. Um, aside from that, talking about post-show recaps, Jessica and I are covering the new HBO show, The Gilded Age, um, and we're having so much fun covering that. It's um it's been a real blast. Uh, we are two episodes in, and I just can't wait to see what else they come up with. Uh, what other dramatic um things, drama from the eighteen eighties, and throwing our trays across mm-hmm. the room, and yeah, Carrie Coon is just a delight. Anything, and then of course Christine Bransky. Like those two, just put them in anything. And it's going to be magic, I think. So mm-hmm. we're having so much fun. Go check out all that coverage at uh, Post Show Recaps. Um, yep. And, you know, you can you can check us out there as well. And then, of course, on Post Show Recaps, you can also hear me on the um, Community Building Podcast with Josh Wiggler. And then actually, most recently, Sarah and I guested over on the Brazilian Dragon Podcast talking the Disney Channel original movie, Quince. Which, our like- favorite actress, Kimberly J. Brown, ever. <laughs> Uh, we got to talk about her. Yeah. We are huge fans of Kimberly J. Brown and her TikTok and YouTube and her Etsy account. We can't help it. We ha- we like always end up doing a deep dive on her for whatever reason. <laughs> Kimberly J-, J. Brown is going to send out a cease and desist. She really is. She's like, please stop stalking me. Please leave me alone. <laughs> please crazy stop women. mentioning my name. <laughs> 
this um, from your friend Kimberly J. Brown. Did you know Kimberly J. Brown has a website and it's Kimberly J. Brown. Of course she does. Of course she does. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I do you want me. Well, we have to look at her reel. Oh, this looks Man. great. I mean, Man. you can certainly uh, hear us talk about Kimberly J. Brown when we Melissa and I talked about Halloween Town. Uh, yeah. As yes. part of why. <laughs> Yeah, Halloween Town is something. We've covered like one and two, and we're going to keep oh, covering boy. them because it's just peak trash movies. Like, it is just like, it's that really great middle spot where it's like really bad, but it's really fun to cover, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Oh, my God. Always Kimberly J. Brown. Just just a wonderful time. Wow. I can buy a headshot from Kimberly J. Brown for $22. And there's... <laughs> Six options to choose from. What a bargain. Is she wearing like different color shirts in them? Like what's what do you mean? There's six well, options. Well, I think it's nobody's surprise that two of them are headshots of her from Halloween down. When she was twelve? Yep. <laughs> oh God. Um and and then we have Kimberly J. Brown with bangs, Kimberly J. Brown with lighter hair in a black <laughs> tank, Kimberly J. Brown with a green t shirt, Kimberly J. Brown with a cold shoulder top. Uh Kimberly J. Brown um coming to a headshot near you. There are Kimberly um, J. Brown genders. These are all of them. <laughs> also you can buy Halloween Town double feature one and two off of Kimberly J. Brown's website for $31.99. Um Amazing. What a plug for Kimberly um, J. Brown. <laughs> just like, we might as well be sponsored by her at this point. Um so go check that out on the Brazilian Dragon podcast if that's something you're interested in. Um of course you can always send us in feedback. Check out everything we're doing on Twitter and Instagram at shit 90s pod. We have a website, shit 90s pod.com, and you can always email us shit 90s pod at gmail.com. Um I think that's I think that's all we have. So next week we'll be back with another two episodes to cover. Um, with the wonderful Melissa Woodward. So stay tuned to listen to that one. Thank you again, Kevin, for coming on. This was truly a delight. Um, you really are your big lug. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next time. Bye. Shit ninety shows taught me. Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.